Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jason Wosky with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great day. Make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Make sure if you're a podcast listener, you're following or subscribed on your favorite app and take 25 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to have some fun. We've had some requests from uh, our listeners on mailbag shows and others to do some redrafts here. So we're going to do some redrafts of uh, the 2018 and 2019 NHL drafts. You'll remember in 2018, the Blackhawks selected Adam Boquist eighth. And in 2019, they took Kirby Doc third. So we're going to go through those two drafts and see where those two end up. Maybe they'll end up still in Chicago. We're going to find out, though. How's it going, fellas? Going. It's good. It's a it's a Friday. We're one day closer to Connor Bedard. So twelve days. Day. Yes, yes. I, sp- I spent my uh, I spent my Friday morning in a Costco, so I need to decompress. Oh yeah, and Oof. get my annoyance with people who have zero self awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I sympathize with that. Yes, yeah. I love Costco. I just hate going to Costco. Yes, it's brutal. It's people who don't know where they're, how wide their carts are. They just stand in the middle of the aisle and no one moves and it's very stressful. Yes. My yeah. favorite are the people who leave their cart in the middle of a random aisle to walk three aisles over to stuff their fat face with a <laughs> half a piece of sausage. <laughs> We've all been there. And maybe I've been that guy once or twice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take your cart. Take your cart to the sample station. You don't need to leave it in the middle. Yeah, take I'm, it with you. I'm one of those Maybe. people that if I'm in a grocery store, I am pulled as far to the side as I can because as a fat guy, I'm constantly aware of my space and the space yeah. I'm taking up. Um, and when I go with my mom, I'm like, "Mom, you have to move over. Like you have, like we can't just stop and look at everything." Oh, it is. A, it is a very stressful situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the type of guy that shops. I have a list. I know exactly what I need. And no matter where I'm going, there's always some little old lady just standing there staring at exactly everything I need to purchase. And somehow it's the same lady and she beats me to every aisle. I don't know how that happens. Got a rocket cart. Yeah. But it wasn't lost. I did grab a wonderful, delicious chicken bake on the way out for lunch. And that oh, made nice. everything worth it. Those things are amazing. You've got to get the uh, the chicken enchilada bake that they have there. 
It's like $30, but it feeds like 15 people, and it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Perfect. So good. Uh, I will get that for the next um, CHGO potluck dinner. I'll, I'll bring that in. Sounds Perfect. great. All right, before we get into the draft, I want to remind everybody, by the way, if you are heading down to Nashville uh, for the draft, we're going to be at Hopsmith Nashville <laughs> on Tuesday, June 27th for our happy hour and meet up before the Hawks select Connor Bedard. Yeah, it's going to happen. Each ticket includes all you can drink from 1 to 4 p.m., food, and our new draft pick t-shirt when it becomes official. We are working on that design. Uh, from what we've seen, like kind of the mock-ups, it's going to be very sweet. You're going to want to get one of those. Diehards, as always, you'll save 20% on the event. Diehards, go to allchgo.com slash events. And if you are a normie, Go to allchgo.com slash chgo dash road dash trips, or just go to our website and navigate around there, and you'll find it very, very easily at allchgo.com. So we hope to see everybody down in Nashville at Hopsmith. It should be a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Can't. Do they have, uh, they have Costco's down in Nashville? Maybe we need to get a big thing of barbecue sauce or something while we're down there. Sure. I'm down with that. It's going to be 73 people staying in our Airbnb. So a Costco <laughs> trip probably sh- is a good idea. That would make sense, yeah. I remember we went to uh, spring training a couple years ago, and Mitch Rosen at the score like got down there before everybody <clears throat> went to Costco. We all landed in Phoenix, and it was 99 degrees, and Mitch had a chicken pot pie waiting for us. At the, at the, <laughs> we're like, do you know how hot it is outside? A chicken pot pie? That's like December hey. food. <laughs> And he cooked it on the hood of his car <laughs> yeah, while he was waiting for you guys to get yeah, there. I mean, it was good. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I guess I am complaining. But uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, chicken pot pie. That's what I wanted in the desert." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. We've got our draft board ready to go. Uh, we spun the magic wheel before the show, so the way it's going to work is for the 2018 draft, Mario is going to go first, Greg second, I will go third, and then we're going to snake it back and forth, and then we'll change formats for the uh, 2019 draft. So just to recap the top five in 2018 as they went, I might as well do all top 15, right? Uh, Rasmus Dahlin went to Buffalo. Andrei Svechnikov went to Carolina. Jesperi Kokogniemi went to Montreal. Brady Kachuk went to Ottawa. Barrett Hayton went to Arizona. Philip Zadina to Detroit. Quinn Hughes to Vancouver. Adam Boquist to Chicago. Vitaly Kretzoff to the Rangers. Evan Bouchard to Edmonton. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom to the Islanders, Noah Dobson to the Islanders, Ty Delandria to Dallas, Joel Farabee to Philly, and Grigory Denisenko to Florida. So there's your top 15 in 2018 as it actually went down. All right. A pretty decent draft class. Not bad. Yeah. You're on the clock, Mario. I'm on the clock. Well, uh, the first pick is, is not going to stay as such. Uh, I am not going to select Rasmus Dahlin. I'm actually going to go with the guy uh, who I I think has, uh, you know, just a little bit of everything in his game. Uh, you, you see it in in the family. Uh, I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk first overall. Uh, I think he's he's one of those guys that you can definitely uh, build around uh, an organization. I think the senators are, are trying to do that with multiple pieces, but he's definitely one of the focal points. Um, he's a lot like his brother. He's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of nastiness to his game, size, physicality. He can score, he can set up plays a uh, little bit of do everything. So I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk first overall. That was number one on the Zawaski big board as well, <laughs> which is a shock to no one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. Um, 
No, as if, if I'm Carolina GM Ron Francis at this time, uh, it's tough because do you do you pick one of those highly skilled defensemen right now or do you stick with the guy that they actually picked? Um, and I'm going to stick with Andrei Svechnikov at two because he's just a fantastic player and fits the way they play so well. Not saying that Rasmus Dahlin or any of those other defensemen wouldn't, but defenseman is not something, you know, Carolina has an embarrassment of riches on the blue line. They've got a lot of great guys back there, and I can't imagine Carolina without Svechnikov. We saw how important he was not having him for that Panthers series. So we're going to stick to the same, and I'm going to, uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm going to take Andre Svechnikov, who uh, I believe has the most points of this, no, second most points of this draft class so far behind Brady Kachuk. All right, I have two in a row here. So uh, with the number three pick, which belongs to the Montreal Canadiens, I'm going to take Rasmus Dahlin, who was the number one overall pick. Uh, he has been, well, let's put it this way. He was crazy hyped coming into the draft. He was another no doubt number one pick, not the level of Connor Bedard, of course, but a very high kind of surefire first pick. And although he's not the flashiest player in the world, he has lived up to expectations. He has become a very solid, very good defenseman. Every team in the league has a spot for uh, Rasmus Dahlin, so he's going to go to the Montreal Canadiens for me. And then number four for Ottawa, I'm going to take Quinn Hughes. I think uh, Quinn Hughes, who was originally taken seventh uh, in the draft, I just, you know, the, the, 241 points in 283 games uh, speak for themselves. The kid is a stud. Uh, that would be my fourth pick, and and that's uh, I'm Ottawa's thrilled with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Quinn Hughes. Uh, oh, go ahead, Marm. I was going to say, Ottawa, Ottawa, I'm sure, would love that because defensively, I mean, they just had to go out and get uh, – or no, that, I'm, I'm thinking of Columbus. Yeah, I mean, defensively, Ottawa is – you know, that's not where they're, you know, the most the most depth in their organization. So, yeah, I think getting a, getting a Quinn Hughes would have been pretty nice back then. For sure. That was the guy I really wanted to fall to the Blackhawks, and he almost got there in that draft. When Vancouver took him, I was one pick I was away. pretty pissed off about that. Um, here's where it gets a little weird. Yeah, because now, now we've got <laughs> we've got we've got like the best five four players off the board, like the no-brainer top four players from this draft class. Yeah. And now things get interesting because you have a good mix of guys that have already performed at the NHL level and guys that you're still kind of waiting on because there's still some guys here that that have potential that haven't been completely uh, tapped yet. Um, but for fifth for the Arizona Coyotes, now they originally took uh, Barrett Hayden in this spot who is, I don't know if he's a top five guy. Um, he's shown some flashes, but I'm not sure – I'm not taking him here in this spot. Uh, I think I'm going to take a guy that has been coming on strong um, of late. Uh, he's He's been progressing well, and I think has a, a, still has better days ahead of him. Uh, Joel Farabee, uh, who was originally taken 14th by the Flyers. I'm going to take him fifth here for the uh, Coyotes because I think he's a kid that still hasn't reached his ceiling and is getting better with each passing year. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah, he's been yeah. good. Yeah, that's 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 a solid pick. Uh all right. So I am at sixth for the Detroit Red Wings, eh? Kim Boquist. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my next two picks are Detroit and Vancouver. Ugh, Ooh. I don't want to help them. I don't want to help them out. Um, all right, so here's here's what I'm gonna do. Um, I I still think the sixth pick overall that was Philip Sedina has a lot of upside to him. He just hasn't really tapped into it yet, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to go for Detroit. I'm going to go with uh, Noah Dobson, uh, who originally went 12th to the Islanders. I think he's a guy that was on a lot of people's radars heading into that draft for the Blackhawks. Um, You know, the, the, the two way ability, the size that he had, I think there were a lot of things that you look for, uh, in a prototypical, you know, future top four defenseman um, that that Dobson brought to the table, that I think when you know when when Boquist was picked, and then as as he progressed, and and you see how Dobson has progressed, I think a lot of a lot of people are are you know five years later going, yep, that would have been nice with Noah Dobson. So uh, I think uh, I, I think he was a little low in the draft, um, but I think he uh, he would go sixth. If, if I was a uh, redraft in there. Hard to argue with. I had him six on my board. So we're there locked you go. up so far. There you go. And you look here, here's our board so far as we, uh, we've done uh, two snakes down the road. Uh, Kachuk, Sveshnikov, Darlene, Quinn Hughes, Joel Farabee, and now Noah Dobson. And I will start the next uh, snake around. This is for pick number seven, which originally went to Vancouver. Uh, I'm going to go with another defenseman and this is uh i i was between two guys here that were on my board and one of them was a guy that I, that i wanted back in 2018 as a defenseman for the blackhawks uh who again was another guy that was picked after adam boquist um and a guy that i wanted but i didn't think he was going to be available for either of those 2018 first round picks for the blackhawks because he would have been a reach at eight, and I didn't think he was going to be available at 27, which ended up being the case. So I was between these two guys. One of them went to the University of Wisconsin. So I'm going to pick Keandre Miller, uh, oh. defenseman there, as uh, at Damn number it. seven. I had him at eight. <laughs> I, I love yeah. Keandre Miller. I, I love where where he's developed at with the with the Rangers, and um, he's been a guy that I. I I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I've seen some, some Rangers fans worried about them keeping him. I know he's an, he's an RFA this off season. I don't think that they need to worry, but if, I don't know if he is out there, that would be really cool. Just saying. I'm done with that. That's for sure. <laughs> that was All the guy right. I was going to take for the Hawks here at, at eight instead of Oquist. Uh, but I'm going to stick on the blue line. Now, I want to preface this by saying I wish I could pick this player and then add him to the um, the line of thinking when it comes to development of the current Blackhawks because it probably wouldn't have worked in the old regime. But I'm going to stick on the blue line because that's what the Hawks needed at the time. And instead of Adam Bolquist, uh, I'm going to take a guy that has taken some time to get where he needs to be, but he proved this year that he's ready to be that that solid two-way defenseman, power play guy. Uh, I'm going to take Evan Bouchard, who, of course, was originally taken 10th by the Oilers. Uh, Evan Bouchard uh, now on the Blackhawks would be really nice. Um, yeah. But as I said, had they taken him instead of Boquist, they would have probably traded him in a year or two because that's <laughs> what he who shall not be named did. Well, I mean, they wanted Boquist to be ready before he was. And I remember going into that draft 
everyone was saying Evan Bouchard is the most NHL ready, like defensive prospect. And I was just like, all right, like that doesn't sound bad. Like he's big. He, you know, he's, he's mobile enough. He had, you know, offensive, uh, you know, a plus offensive side. And as we've seen through his development with the Oilers, like he's pretty solid. So yeah, I, I I remember them going with Boquist and being like, "Ah, I really think they're going to miss out on Bouchard, but in this redraft, he's he is a Blackhawk. There you go. He's got more goals and he's got more points than uh, than Adam Boquist right now in their careers. And uh, Boquist had a big head start too because he he's pretty much been in the NHL essentially since this draft year. What thirty games in Rockford or whatever it was. So yeah, yeah, yep. All right, now I'm picking for the New York Rangers at nine and the Edmonton Oilers at ten. The Rangers, I'm going to take the number 11 pick overall, Oliver Wallstrom, uh, who is an Islander, and plug him in with the Rangers. Just a really solid player. As we've talked about the Hawks developing their uh, team and you know building a roster and the Vegas Golden Knights, how well they did it. Oliver Wallstrom is the kind of guy who you find in the middle of a lineup on a really good team. Um, you know, About half a point per game at this point in his career. Uh, just a real solid player. So I like him for the uh, – for the Rangers. And then I still have belief that Philip Zadina is going to be a player. Uh, I did not give him to the Rangers because I don't think they would know how to develop him, but I think you get that guy in Edmonton with those elite forwards. And I think that he could do really well in Edmonton where he's not like a focal point on a line where he's a complimentary player. So I'm the Oilers. I'm taking Philip Zadina at 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. And I think that's fair. Like I, I, I think he, the, the talent is there. It's just, it's just gotta be pulled out of him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So that brings me to the Islanders, the first of back to back picks for the Islanders who originally took Oliver Wallstrom and then Noah Dobson um, and Dobson's gone. Correct. Yes. Did, yep. And yes. Wallstrom was just taken. Um, so they have to go completely different route. Um, so with this 11th pick, they went with a forward. So I'll stick with a forward. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to give him a guy that I think, uh, he's played well. He's played over 200 games already. He gives him some depth up the middle and, uh, he hasn't really fit that scoring yet, but he's playing with Anaheim and, uh, you know, you never know, but he's got more points or just almost as many points as Wallstrom had in that spot. So I'm going to give them uh, Isaac Lundstrom, uh, who was taken uh, 23rd overall by Anaheim. Uh, but I'm going to slot him in the Islanders uh, system right now because um, they definitely could use some more scoring. I'm not sure he's the guy for that, but you know, of the remaining forwards left, he's probably your best candidate for that. Yep. That sounds good. Well, I'll round out uh, the, f- or I'm sorry. How we got, uh, yeah, I'll round out the, the Islanders of their back-to-back picks here then. All right. Uh, looking at the board. I'm going to go with another defenseman. And this is a guy that I think, and, and we saw it uh, heading into this season, uh, the team that eventually did draft him, they're betting a lot on him, uh, and I and I think for good reason. Um, and he's a guy that I remember 
that second uh, first round pick that the Blackhawks had, he was another guy that I was like, ooh, this would be a good player for them to get. And even after the Boquist, even after selecting Boquist, I was like, ah, you could still get this guy. And I think it would be a good pick. Um, but alas, they, they, they didn't go with him. I'm going to take uh, the first pick of the second round. I'm going to take Matthias Samuelson uh, for the Islanders, Islanders here at number 12. I, I, I think he's big body, two-way guy. He's got the pedigree. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think he's he's got a lot of the, the makings of a good good NHL defenseman moving forward. All righty. So that brings us to what do we got here? No, this is our last, you got 13. Yeah. I got 13. We got our last, uh, our last snake around. Um, so let's see here. So I got 13. That was originally to the Dallas stars. They took Ty Delandria. Uh, let's see here. Do I want to get creative? I don't know. I don't know if I want to get creative. I don't think I do. Uh, I'm going to go with... Hmm. I know this is compelling. So compelling. <laughs> I'm going to go with another defenseman. I'm, I've there's a lot of good defensemen in this draft. Um, this is a guy that... I think would pair really nice on Dallas's team right now. Uh, and I think has, has definitely upped his uh, responsibilities in the last two seasons with the uh, LA Kings. I'm going to go with Sean Dersey defenseman here, who was originally selected 52nd overall by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I had him 13th on my board. And there you go. There you go. I was trying, I was, I was thinking I should go with another forward because I've picked four. I've already picked three defensemen, but you know what? I'm not picking for just my team. I'm picking for everyone else. All righty. Um, that leaves number 14 in the Flyers. The Flyers originally took Joel Farabee, but he's already off the board. He went fifth to the Coyotes. Should I just give them Bar Barrett Hayton uh, <laughs> and do a swap? But I actually think I'm going to pick a guy that fits more of the Stars or the uh, Flyers philosophy and that's a guy that was originally picked at 13 by the stars in Ty Delandria who is starting to reach his potential uh, a big forward they took their time in developing him he had a breakout year in the AHL last year with over 20 goals and, and 60 points uh, and then had a full season here with uh, with the stars in the NHL and uh, you know started to show signs of, of, of that scoring touch had a few big plays in the playoffs, so I think uh, Delandria would fit the the prototypical Flyers team, and and you know with with John Tortorella now, he, I think he would love a player like that. Hmm. Yeah, right. that makes sense. So now I, I got a couple ideas here for fifteen, and my, my first and my first thought was to give Barrett Hayton to the Florida Panthers because he's he's been fine, you know, he's not a superstar by any means, but he's developing correctly. Um, however, Florida's pretty deep down the middle and they've done a really good job of developing former European Blackhawks defensemen. So I'm going to give him Adam Boquist and see what the uh, Florida Panthers hey. can do with Adam Boquist at 15, because I feel like with some proper development, like they did with Gustav Forsling, uh, he might be able to turn into what we thought he would. And look, when you look at Adam Boquist numbers, 
Um, they're pretty respectable. 75 points in 174 games. The problem with him is, is health, and he is a one-dimensional defenseman. But I think bringing him into an organization like Florida who has done a good job at developing players, uh, not just defensemen, but kind of all around, and they stick with him, right? They kind of stick with their guys for a long time and let them develop. They don't run out of patience. So I think at 15, I'm going to give them Adam Boquist and see what the Florida Panthers can do with him. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's fair. And I think with the players still available in this draft, I, I mean, I know we've all had gripes with Boquist and, and he's he's was never the uh, didn't turn out like I think everyone wanted him to. He's still, you know, for this draft class, still a, fair, a fairly good player. And I think, you know, at, at at the 15th overall pick and you get a guy who can be, you know, a, a offensive specialist, third pair defenseman in the NHL, like that's not so bad. No, I mean, I think the, the issue we all have with Boquist, and it's not even really with him, it's he was rushed, he was not developed, he was put in bad situations, like they just did not give him a proper development path. It, he was very, yeah. very rushed. And we look at the defensemen in the system the Hawks have now, like Kevin Korczynski or Isaac Phillips or whoever you want to name, all of them, Korczynski's probably more advanced offensively than Boquist was when he entered the NHL. Isaac Phillips is more physically developed. Boquist was not either of those things when he came to the NHL. His offensive game wasn't ready for the North American game yet. His body obviously was not big enough to withstand an NHL season. Um, and it was just, there was no excuse for him to be up aside from he who shall not be named as wanting to, to play with his brand new toy, which has been a yeah. problem of his for a long time. And I get it. Like, of course it's exciting. And when Adam Bogus came up, we were all excited to see him play because he was a first round pick and you're excited to see that. Right. And Frank Nazar came up last year. We'd be excited about it. It wouldn't be the right move, but we'd be excited about it. Right. right. So, that, that lack of patience from Bowman is really what sunk Boquist. And now the fact that, you know, he's in Columbus and last year was such a disaster. And now he's going to have Mike Babcock in his ear. Oh, no one wants Babcock in her ear. That's a bad thing. So, you know, that's, that, I, I don't know. I don't it's know how that relationship's going to go. I mean, it worked with Tortorella. He survived that. So we'll see how it goes. I, I'm rooting for the kid. He's a good kid. I think he came and did what he was asked to do as much as he could. I have no hard feelings about Adam Boquist. I think that they did him a massive disservice. Yeah. And hopefully he can yeah. keep the career going, arrow pointed up, and, and more, most importantly, stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the big things. And we're going to go into the 2019 draft, and health and confidence will be another theme uh, with with the former Blackhawks lottery pick. Yeah, um, getting mentioned on the chat, Nate says nobody went with Igor uh, Govich. Yeah, he was right there on my board. He was right there, but I, I felt like the uh, the whole thing with uh, with Bulkus and the Panthers potentially developing is it's fun and it's better conversation for a Blackhawks podcast. It's a program. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this was uh, N N J S Y Devils. We would be talking about. <laughs> yeah. So the only so only so who didn't stay in the top fifteen then? Kokaniemi, Vitali Kratsov. And Gregory Denisenko were the only three that didn't stay in the top fifteen. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's fair. Cockneyemi, I think, was a c- extreme reach, even when he was picked uh, third overall. And yeah. I, I think now you know Montreal did not handle him well, and now he's what fourth liner for Carolina. Like it's, uh, 
it just kind of goes to show that the the patience with with young players just because you're picked in the top three doesn't necessarily mean you need to be uh on the nhl roster day one like a lot of these players especially you know you know defensemen and 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 guys coming over from europe and stuff like that like take some time with them like it you're not going to get guys that step on the ice uh, as an 18 year old that can handle the, the NHL game right away. Guys like Patrick King and guys like Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard coming up. Awesome. Matthews. Like those are special talents. They're not the, they're not the norm. That's right. All right. We're going to get to 2019 here in a second, but first we want to welcome our newest sponsor and my favorite Sunnyside cannabis dispensary. They are your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyal program, loyalty program. rather. Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. Which Chicago athlete made me feel good this week? Well, he's not a Chicago athlete yet, but I got my hockey news draft preview, and I've been reading about uh, Connor Bedard, and boy, you don't even need a trip to the dispensary after that, but you know what? No. You might as well make one anyway. And Sunnysides has a lovely house of brands, including some of my favorites. Mindy's, they are the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles. Created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel at, and Cresco Labs. I love those blackberry gummies. They're absolutely terrific. Good news is my go-to brand. I get the Frier vape pen, which is wonderful. I get the Counting Sheep uh, edibles to fall asleep, and there's very little of a psychedelic effect on those. It just helps you drift off to sleep, which is my biggest problem in the world. Those are my two go-to brands, Mindy's and Good News, but they got Cresco, High Supply of Cal, Wonder, Remedy, so many great brands. And now through August, head to sunnyside.shop. And use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Sunnyside, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're happy to have you again. 25% off with that code CHGO25. Yeah, speaking of the... Uh... Sun and uh, if you if you're still a little nervous about going to a dispensary, even though it's a hundred percent on the up and up and le and legal, and you need to be a little incognito, well then I invite you to get a pair of shady ray sunglasses to wear going to the sunny side dispensary. My name is Guy Incognito. <laughs> just just in case, just in case you don't want your neighbors. And you think a pair of sunglasses, hey, work for Clark Kent. Maybe it could work for you. No matter what you want your sunglasses for, get them from our friends at Shady Rays and take on the sun or the sunny side with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that I'm making it here is better than any expensive pair I've ever worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures or for sitting in traffic. Like that's basically what my outdoor adventures are. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. 
Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the Lost and Broken Replacements Program. What is that you say? Well, if you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day, you drop them right out of the box because you're so excited and they break, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make your purchase. And you're going to look great and feel great because together with their customers, that's you, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your communities and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you're a complete weirdo, and none of you aren't because you're watching our show, True. and you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's zero risk when you shop as they always have your back. And the exclusive deal for our lovely, beautiful listeners here at CHGO, go to ShadyRays.com, put two pairs of their awesome polarized sunglasses in your shopping cart. When you go to checkout, Use the promo code CHGO and you're going to get 50% off that order of two or more pairs of sunglasses so you can finally try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, including a bunch of people in this chat right now, I'm sure. Yes, and me. Definitely. Yeah. Love my Shady Rays. Got a couple more coming. Can't wait. Uh, love them. By the way, this is the last chance we're going to have to tell people about our CHGO Father's Day merch sale. Go to chgolocker.com. You're going to get one shirt and get another 50% off. That is our Father's Day sale. The deadline for shipping in time for Father's Day is obviously passes. It's uh, in two days. Um, but the sale is on until Sunday. So go to chgolocker.com, pick out a shirt, then pick out another. And the second one will be 50% off. And of course, diehards always save 20% at chgolocker.com. So it's a great time to become a diehard. Hey, that's a really nice Father's Day gift, by the way. You got a dad who's a sports fan who likes reading about, listening about, wearing cool merch, all that stuff. Get him a CHGO diehard membership. Gift memberships are available. You can do it very, very easily. So allchgo.com is the place to go for all of your CHGO needs. And we've got a bunch of draft profiles going up every day. We started, what, last week we did it, Greg? And then... Uh, we're going to yeah. probably wrap up at the end of next week. So we got a whole bunch coming every day. We sort of profiled someone who might be there for the Hawks at that 19 spot, give or take uh, up or down a little bit. Um, so lots of guys profiled. So you're going to want to check that out at allchgo.com. And those are unlocked. Those are free. So uh, read them, share them, tell friends. So they find out about allchgo.com and join the fun of us here because it's, uh, it's an awesome place to be. And we cannot wait for our Nashville trip next week. All right, I think we are ready yep. to begin the 2019 NHL draft. Again. Again. <laughs> All right, so this draft, Again. <laughs> Greg will be first, I will be second, Mario will be third. Recapping the actual 2019 NHL draft, Jack Hughes went to Jersey, Kapokaka went to the Rangers, Kirby Dock to Chicago, Bowen Byram to Colorado, Alex Turcotte to L.A., Moritz Sider to Detroit, Dylan Cousins to Buffalo, Philip Broberg to Edmonton, Trevor Zegers to Anaheim, Vasily Podkolzin to Vancouver, Victor Soderstrom to Arizona, Matthew Boldy to Minnesota, Spencer Knight to Florida, Cam York to Philly, and Cole Caulfield to Montreal. There's your top 15 of the draft. This one is going to be fun. I think this one's going to, we're going to see more of a shakeup in this one than we did in the, uh, the first draft. Um, 
Yes. So yeah, it could be could be a good one. Every time I click off my window, I come back and it's it's a different setup here. Yeah, <laughs> I should stop looks, clicking it, off my window. <laughs> it looks like Mario is pulling a Minnesota Vikings and is uh, allowing the clock to expire, so he loses. His, oh, he's back! Damn, I was going <laughs> to take the number one pick. All right, well, I'll make this real quick for the first overall pick. It ain't changing. Oh. And <laughs> the New Jersey Devils are still going to take Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Uh, that's. That's that's a no brainer. That yeah. kid is a superstar, and uh, they don't regret taking him then, and they're not going to regret redrafting him now. Yeah, nope. that's you can't argue with that at all. I mean, he's been everything he's advertised to be. Uh, number two for the Rangers. I'm a little bit hesitant. Give him Kirby Doc because of the injury issues already. He's already had a lot, but I'm going to go Bowen Byram number two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to give Bowen Byram, Byram to the Rangers. I know he's been a little injury prone or some concussion concerns there, um, but he has shown that he can perform on the biggest stages. Uh, I know he's a little bit overshadowed by Kale McCarr and all the stars on Colorado, uh, but Bowen Byram is who I wanted at three. It's who I thought they should take, and they didn't, and it annoyed me, and I'm taking him at number two for the New York Rangers. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, this gets us to the Blackhawks pick then. Uh, I was I was not expecting you to go bow environment number three. So I'm going to take the next guy that I the guy that I had penciled in at number two. I thought was definitely going to go number two, but he's still available. So uh, welcome to the Chicago Blackhawks, Trevor Zegras. Well, that's fun. I mean, talk <laughs> about the marketing ability of the of the Chicago Blackhawks, right? Yep. Like yep. that. I, I I think that would be a, a just. A tremendous fit. You get a guy like like Zegers with you know a little bit of personality. He's got some nice hair. Uh, definitely got some charisma. You get him in the city of Chicago. Like that, uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of good things that could be done, even just on the business side of hockey. And then you get him on the ice, uh, and he's an exciting player. He's a he's you know very very skillful guy. Um, and I think you know Anaheim definitely uh, him falling to the, to them at number nine. Uh, it's quite the blessing for the Ducks. I don't know. I, I had him at four. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about him with me where I'm just worried he's not going <laughs> to become everything we <laughs> thought he was going to be. He's already off to a great start. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you yeah, know, um, I don't know. I I probably this this pick will get me fired for not taking Zegris, but I, I don't know. There's just something <laughs> with all the, the pud wacky things that have happened a little bit with him recently. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, the only downside what? about Zegers coming to the Blackhawks is we would have been all excited. And then, hey, Trevor, here's your first head coach, Jeremy Colleton. Go have fun. Enjoy that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. So it's my pick again, number four. Yep. Uh, originally to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, they went with Bowen Byram originally. I'm going to keep them going with the defenseman. I'm going to go with Moritz Sider. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people were surprised when he went number six to Detroit. Um, man, has that panned out pretty well for them? Uh, that's that's a guy that can play on a top pair. He can play, you know, two-way, big kid, physical. Um, I, I, I like his game. So congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. You probably still would win a Stanley Cup uh, <laughs> only with Moritz Sider there instead of Bowen Byron. Could you imagine a Kale McCarr, Moritz Sider top pairing for the next 12 years just just not fair that gives you literally that's everything so, you want out of so one good. Pair. that's that so would good be unfair 
Yeah, I don't like um, that at all. Oh man. Yeah. Well, good thing this is this is only pretend. All right, back to me <laughs> uh, for the LA Kings who took Alex Turcott in that spot. I'm going to give them a winger who actually panned out and give him Cole Caulfield mm-hmm. at number five. That's my pick for the Kings. A young, exciting player. Fits in well there. A team that's that's kind of uh, built bigger up front. They can use a little bit of dynamic speed and scoring. Um, so I think Cole Caulfield is a great fit for the LA Kings. So I'm going to take him right there. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to last long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't take your Wisconsin guy. I was, I, you know, I, I was kind of surprised he wasn't coming to the Blackhawks. <laughs> he was, I, I, you know, I did it with, with Keandre Miller, uh, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify all that much on, on a, a, a draft class this deep. Cole Caulfield still is not, you know, in the, in the top, top five for me, even though I love him. Yeah. This He's is, short. this one is a lot more star studded than the 2018 one. That's for damn yep. sure. Absolutely. Well, I get the luxury of doing the Avalanche and or the uh, Red Wings and the Avalanche on the snake. Now, because the Avalanche went um, deep or the Red Wings, I don't want to keep saying Avalanche. Red Wings at six went um, with a defenseman to begin with. Uh, that's where they took Cider, and he's off the board. A lot of people thought that he was a stretch at that spot. Uh, I'm going to give him a guy that probably would still be considered a stretch, but is another one of these kids that is taking his time uh, developing and is looking like he may turn out to be pretty good def- defenseman. I know his name. He's one of those guys that when you're talking about trading with the Philadelphia Flyers was a name that would come up and they were like, no, thank you. Uh, the Red Wings are going to take defenseman Cam York at six. I think he's, he fits that mold of that cider pick, the, the bigger defenseman. Um, so I'm going to give him Cam York at six and then the Colorado avalanche um, got more cider earlier and now they're oh wait they're not on the i had my uh thing all messed messed up buffalo here you got yeah it is i had i had mine sorted by games played that's why so Mm. buffalo my my apologies buffalo uh they took dylan cousins seven and somehow he's still on the board for him and they're still gonna take dylan cousins seven he's another kid that top 10 pick took their time and now he's looking like the real deal up there in Buffalo. Buffalo's going to be really good here in a year or two. Um they're going if they get some goaltending man, watch out. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a what are I wonder if they get to make something work with Connor Hellebuck. They can. I think Maybe. they've got for one year, I mean, they've got some cap space. That's a team that's definitely rumored to be one of the teams uh looking. Teams I've heard a lot about Hellebuck are the Sabres, the Senators, and the Devils. Mm. All three would be fun. <laughs> um, all right, I'm on the clock for the Oilers, who took Philip Roberg in that spot. He's been okay. You know, uh, he's not a big point scorer, but a, a solid defenseman. But I'm not going to take Philip Roberg there. I'm going to take Matthew Boldy, who's been yeah. really, really solid for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, 102 points in 128 games. Um, this kid just feels like he's going to be really good for a long time. I, I, re- I really yeah. like Matthew Boldy, so I'm taking him uh, at eight for the Edmonton Oilers. That's fair. Yeah. 
All right. So my turn, number nine for the Anaheim Ducks. Let's see. Going down the list. Let's. I'm just looking at the list here to see my little draft board. If if anyone jumps out at me, and they do not. So. <laughs> Because uh, because this is now I, I think this is now pretty fair value where I would put this player. So Anaheim and Chicago, uh, your first round picks are going to flip flop. Yeah, Chicago is going to get Trevor Zegers and Anaheim is going to get Kirby Doc at number nine. Um, look, I, I think we saw it last year when he's healthy uh, with, with with Montreal. I think he's he's an effective player he's he's got offensive uh talent uh, i think his defensive game can still round out he's still what 22 years old um he's not a center we figured that out but uh you know the, the blackhawks coaching staff didn't um and i and i think you know now he's he's got a little bit less pressure uh surprisingly in montreal because he doesn't have to be the guy they have other guys there around him to to kind of shoulder that load so you know, I think he's. I, I think given uh, what we said about Adam Boquist, it applies directly again to Kirby Doc. He needed more time to develop. He needed, uh, you know, to to go back to to the WHL. And just because you're a top three pick does not mean you need to be on the NHL roster the first day uh, that you're able to be. So I got Kirby Doc going number nine. Yeah, that's fair. I th- that that seems right. You know, that seems about where. Knowing what we know about Kirby Dak now, about where he should fit. Yeah. And who do you got at 10? 10. Ah, 10th to Vancouver. I got a pick for Vancouver again. God, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver is going to get, uh, they are going to get a guy who uh, I know he's not lived up to the the draft billing. Um, but I think he's got some pretty good talent to to stay as a, a guy in, in a top nine role. Um, he's not going to be a, a number a, a top line player, um, but I think you know his his two way ability is pretty good. He was, you know, hindsight he was overdrafted, but I think number ten is going to be uh, Capo Caco. Um, I, I I know Rangers fans wanted him to be. Uh, you know, in, in the top six, wanting him to be a little bit, do a little bit of everything, be, be a, be a scorer. And it just doesn't seem like that's his game at the, that's going to be his game at the NHL level. Um, he's played pretty effectively in a third line, in a third line role early on in his career with the Rangers. Um, you know, he, was it him Lafreniere and, and Heidel that were uh, yeah. the third line, not this past postseason, but the one before Yeah, that was really effective. Like, so yeah, I mean, there's there there's room for improvement. There's there's already a, a fine game there, um, and I still think he goes in the top ten of of a pretty talented class. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I he strikes me as a guy who, in another situation, probably would have done better. Yeah, with a little more opportunity, and I don't know. I think the spotlight too in New York can be a huge thing, you know, because um, he. I remember it was it, it was Jack Hughes, and it was for sure Kaka was number two. There's yeah. no doubt, like, hey, another any other, it was one of those. In, in most drafts, he's number one, you know. Any of this has not panned out to what he's hyped to be at. But again, like we say all the time, like, development's not linear. Everybody's different. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean he can't become the player they thought he was going to be. It just might take a little bit longer. So, yeah. Well, the, the Rangers did what the Blackhawks are hopefully not going to do and definitely not 
looking like they're going to do. They got number two overall here in Kako, and then the next year they they lucked out and got the number one pick. Despite being a playoff team, they still got the number one overall pick. So they got Kako and Lafreniere in the first in back-to-back years, and they pretty much said, that's it, rebuild is over. You go out, they they you know, they get Panarin, they, they give all this money to these guys, and they said, we're going for it. And then their development was lost because of it. Yeah, um, right. Bring in a coach like Gerard Gallant, who is not there to make kids better. He's there to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, they screwed that up. They definitely could have been a little more patient there and waited another year or two before starting to go for it. And then they had that run last year to the conference finals because their goaltender carried them. And uh, again, they decided, let's go all for it. And they trade for Tarasenko and they trade for Kane. And as we said yesterday, they were deemed the ultimate loser of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So the let's make loser. now that the Hawks have the number one overall pick, let's not go down that path of the Rangers. Let's stay the course. And I, I don't have uh, many. I don't have a lot of worry that that's the case. I yeah. agree with you. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm now picking for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, uh, <laughs> I am going to take. I know it's an unsexy pick. But he's a proven contributor to a winning team. Originally drafted 16 overall by Colorado. I'm going to take Alex Newhook. Again, unsexy, but a solid player. And sometimes a known commodity is uh, is a very valuable asset. And to see the way he performed uh, throughout a cup run and uh, you know just being able to, at a young age, keep his head above water and be someone that the, the Avalanche can rely upon in big moments, uh, that's, that's, there's huge value there. So I'm sending him to the young Arizona Coyotes. Nice. I like that. All right. All right. So that leaves me at 12, the Minnesota wild who originally took Matthew Boldy, not shocked at all that he's off the board. (laughs) He's a tremendous player. Uh, when it's all said and done could be sec, you know, anywhere from second to fifth best player out of this class. Uh, so they went the wild went with some offense i'm going to give him a guy that like fits the minnesota wild and and as a player i really enjoyed watching in the ahl and had a pretty good first full season for the nashville predators uh he went 24th originally to nashville i'm going to draft philip tomasino here for the minnesota wild because i think he just he's that type of player he would fit perfectly Mm-hmm. On the wild, I mean, it, it, the, the wild and the and the predators play similar styles of hockey, so uh, I think Tomasino would be a really good pick um, for the wild here to close out uh, our fourth little snake here in at number twelve. So that takes us to our final three picks, and that gives me the Florida Panthers, who took goaltender Spencer Knight here at thirteenth overall, and this came. Was it before or after they signed Bravosky? They signed Bravosky like two days later, right? It was after, Dra- yeah. yeah. They drafted Knight and then signed Bravosky. Right. So, like, obviously the Bravos- the Bravosky's contract finally paid for itself this year, and Knight has looked really good at times, but he's dealing with some off-ice issues, some, some mental health issues. Taking a goalie this high for me is – dangerous so as much as i like spencer knight and i still think he's going to be worth a first round pick i'm not going to do it here because it's just too unless you're a carry price 
you know, I don't take goalies in the first round. Yeah. N- normally, uh, though, I would have for the Hawks a couple years ago if, if say, a Victor Wallstead was was there. So for the Panthers, I am going to go uh, on the blue line, and I'm going to take a kid that, again, lots of development, lots of patience, but at the end of the season, really started to look good and, and looked good in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Dallas Stars. I'm going to take defenseman Thomas Harley, uh, who was originally taken 18th. Uh, by the stars, but I think Harley would be is going to be a really solid defenseman for years to come. And we're start just starting uh, to uh, see what he's capable of. I like that. Yeah, it's a good pick. He he was he was solid in the playoffs. He's he's a good player. Um, I'm going way off the board here at 14 for the Flyers um, because I have fallen in love with a prospect from the Detroit Red Wings, brother of our buddy Arvid Soderblom, Elmer. Soderblom, the 6'6", 6'6", 220-pound SOB, uh, just a giant, giant man. Not the biggest scorer in the world. Uh, He's played only 21 NHL games, but he's got eight points in those games. Uh, I just love watching this kid play in the preseason where he was just manhandling people, stiff-arming people, an old-school power forward. Uh, I'm going way off the board. Originally selected 159th by the Red Wings because it's the Flyers, <laughs> and I don't care. I'm taking a flyer for the Flyers on Elmer Soderblom, the giant, giant sob. I love that dude. Now, is is he is he is of Soderblom, right? Not Soderblom. They're brothers. Right, but remember, there's the family controversy oh, yeah, of, of how they they say their <laughs> name differently. Yes. Yes. It's a, yeah. They're 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 trolling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah, you go. I know good. it's a reach, but I just I, I love the guy when he watch it when he plays. I just get I just get excited to watch that dude play because uh, mm-hmm. it's it's you don't see a lot of guys like that anymore up front. So yeah, yeah, he's, no, it's true. exciting. All right, I will close it out here with Montreal. Um, you know they went Cole Caulfield, so they went they went forward. Uh, there are some interesting players that are, that are still available here. This, this draft is, is very interesting. Um, there's, there's one player I'm, I'm deciding between one guy that was picked in the fourth round and one guy that was picked in the seventh round. (laughs) And as much as I would, I would love to pick the guy that was picked in the seventh round just to be, uh, wild about it. I'm going to go with the guy. Uh, who was picked in the fourth round, originally selected 98th overall. Uh, and that is forward Matias Maselli, uh, who originally went to the Arizona Coyotes, uh, but had a big season this year, 49 points in 64 games uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I, 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 you know, we, we watched a little bit more. I, I paid attention a little bit more to the Coyotes this year than I have in years past because of our connections with the all city network. And Maselli was one of those guys that, that I was just like, wow, like I had never heard of this guy, even though he plays for the coyotes, like even on, on another level, I hadn't heard of him before. Uh, and when I saw, you know, did a little more research on him that he was picked in, in 2019, it was just like, wow, that's like, you talk about the, the depth of the draft class. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty good player and he's in a good situation for development with Arizona. Cause they got nothing but time for, for some of their young guys. So that'll be uh Fun to see. What are you uh, got there, Jay? I can't read that, but I had him there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there under uh, Solder Bloom, Solder Bloom, Solder Bloom, Super Bloom. 
<laughs> yeah, I had them written down too. My chicken scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I go with uh, Matthias Maselli there to uh, to to wrap it up. I'm 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 this is this is a a very interesting this this lottery draft of 2019. I was more excited than 2018 for sure, just because of the sheer talent that uh, it had in it. You've got a lot of guys already making impacts and having established careers from this draft. And that's, yeah. that's very quick, mm-hmm. you know, considering what it was four years ago. Like this is the point where now like these guys start to make an impact. It feels like all these guys are kind of a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that was yeah. a great draft. That's a fun draft. Alex Turcotte, by the way, did not make it in the top 15. No, nope. he was, he was on my board still. Um, but I, I, I liked between you know forwards. I liked Maselli more because he's he's already shown it in the NHL. He can he can do it a little bit. Um, the other guy I was thinking of the seventh rounder pick was was Dustin Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. Was picked two hundred and fourteenth overall out of two hundred and seventeen picks made, uh, and he has been just lights out at the AHL level. When when he gets to the NHL uh, with, with with Calgary which I think will be coming up pretty soon. Um, man, I, I'm really excited to, to see what uh, to see what he does because he's he's one of these guys that fits that mold of like, oh, too too small uh, for a goaltender, but it's just like he's six, he's six foot, which yeah, you know it's not uh, not the biggest guy on your roster. but you when you have a, a guy that you know in, in in net that has a good athletic base, uh, and can be sound positionally, like you can, you can make it as a six footer. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens for him just because, you know, he was really counted out because of size. He's, I think he's back to back AHL goaltender of the year. I think he was AHL rookie of the year, his first year. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the AHL MVP this year. Yeah. He's been good. He's definitely going to give them uh, – he's their goalie of the future. There's no doubt yeah. about that, as Markstrom kind of struggled this year. Uh, yeah. I thought when you were teasing seventh rounder, I thought you were uh, thinking of Yuso uh, Parsonen, who uh, who was taken mm-hmm. in seventh round by the Predators, who had a really nice second half of the season, and they may have found a, a diamond in the rough there. Um, but, yeah, I think four guys who were originally taken top 15 did not make the cut. Turcott. Uh, Pod Colson, Victor Soderstrom was taken by the Coyotes, eleventh, uh, and then Spencer Knight fell yeah. out of the top fifteen as well. It's pretty crazy that like Spencer Knight had Spencer Knight still might be great. Uh, you know, my biggest hopes for Spencer Knight is that he gets you know the issues he's dealing with in order and he comes back healthy and in a, a good frame of mind. But as you mentioned, they took him thirteenth overall, and then the last goalie of the draft might be the best <laughs> it's yeah, pretty, yeah. It's, it's why it's a, drafting goalies in the first round is a quite the gamble yeah uh, yeah maybe, maybe maybe that's a future episode here when we have nothing to talk about in the summer uh look at first round goalies taken in the first round in the last 20 years and see how that's worked out yeah rick D. rick di pietro yeah i mean for every carry price of mark andre Fleury, you have a jack campbell you know, Jack Campbell been hasn't okay, been terrible, but, but yeah, not worth a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, the expectations or the money, right or the money he's getting paid in Edmonton right now. Yeah, Broberg didn't get taken either. That's another one that didn't. Uh, oh yeah, I thought he got taken. No one took. Um, yeah, You're right it's there. A talent, it's a five. It's a talented, uh, talented, talented class. 
Yeah, I screwed it up by sure. taking uh, Elmer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, care. Love I, I, problem. I think uh, speaking of future episodes, talking to our guy Gary in the in the Die Hard Discord channel, uh, he was mentioning the Hawks. Uh, last time the Blackhawks, the NHL draft was in Nashville, was in 2003, and the Blackhawks had a pretty good class there where they got Seabrook, Crawford, and Dustin uh, uh, Dustin Bufflin in that draft. So we were discussing, is that the greatest draft of all time? I know we had talked before, but we will oh. at some point this summer do a best-slash-worst Blackhawk draft classes of all time Uh <laughs> Um, episode where we each kind of pick some because there are some good draft classes. I still think the 1980 draft class is, is, is the best of all time. That was the draft where they got Dennis Savard, Troy Murray, and Steve Larmer all in the same draft. Draft and Steve Larmer was like a sixth or seventh round pick. And by the way, happy birthday, Steve Larmer, Blackhawks yeah. legend, 62 years old today. That's a lot of cigarettes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, so we'll do that at some point. And there are probably yeah. some surprising draft classes that pop up there on the worst side. Everybody <laughs> thinks loves 2007 because the Blackhawks got number one overall and they got Patrick Kane, but the rest of that draft class sucks. Boy, they have two NHL games from the rest of that draft class. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, awful. I mean, yes, a- Patrick Kane makes it. <laughs> you draft one hall of famer and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad, bad draft class besides yeah. that. And they had like, be, that's for another day. And they had like 10 picks. Uh, you guys researched this Oliver ekman Larson uh, news that is being brought into the chat. Yeah. I will tell the good folks about our friends over at FOCO that will help you get fitted out in the best sports gear around, whether it's their hoodies, shoes, or different signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. FOCO has you covered. If they... If you want to put your favorite team's logo on something, FOCO can do it. Uh, It's spring, and it will be summer officially by calendar standards uh, pretty soon, which means it is baseball season. And, hey, the NBA and the NHL seasons are over. Hello, baseball season. Get fitted out in Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, and everything you need for the game, including bag sets as well. Uh, And when we are in our studio, see our set is decked out by all of the good stuff from FOCO. Um, I have some decorations. I will admit none of these are from FOCO. These are just home collection things, but uh, you can make your your home office or your regular office or your living room, your basement, your man cave, she shed, whatever you want. You can deck it out with FOCO stuff for the sports fan in you or in your life. You can check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, you will get 10% off when you use the promo code CHGO. Again, that is foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, and the promo code CHGO. That's right. And the Combat Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve by helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Jay, I'm so happy you mentioned that because ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, since we all own a lot of that, or industrial processes. Yes, I do have my deep fryer at home. Yes. Uh, How does that work, Greg? 
Well, Jay and Mario and Steven, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or my favorite virtually and will last about two hours. Within three to four weeks after, you're going to get a report detailing energy efficiency projects that you could start working on, not, not later, but immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, Jay, don't wait. Okay. Get start sending, starting saving money and energy today, as we like to call Munergy, for energy saving tips, lightning incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Wait till the show is over, then go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. That's right. Greg said comed.com slash poweringbiz. Do it. B-I-C. Yes. Save your Munergy. All right, the news coming from Elliot Friedman. Uh, there is word this afternoon that Vancouver will buy out Oliver ekman Larson. He will be an unrestricted free agent. Oliver ekman Larson, if you don't know, has four years left on his deal at $7.85 million. I ran the cap-friendly buyout calculator. That means that they will save uh, a total of $9,666,667. However... For the four years after that contract is gone, they will owe 2.126667 against the cap. So instead of four years at seven and change, it is now eight years left of Oliver Eggman Larson on their books. This is an interesting calculus for them because I don't really know. See, to me, this is what you do if you're a team with like your window closing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just say, screw it. We've got to get this off the book so we can bring in a player to help us now and get over the hump. And then we'll just deal with it when we deal with it. But I don't really know what Vancouver's doing. They neither do they. I, like, I don't know what, what is the ultimate, like, are they rebuilding? Are they trying to win? Cause if you're rebuilding, just keep them around. Right. But the biggest yeah. thing I'm wondering now is does this now prevent the Hawks from trying to get or Connor Garland or Brock Besser from them? I would say no. I, I think they're they're still trying to save money, so I I would think that they could still make something like that happen. Um, this is this is a move you make that you are rolling the dice and betting on the NHL salary going up, salary cap going up. Mm-hmm. That eventually those extended years of two point whatever you said, Jay, uh, doesn't hurt as much because the cap is 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 going up. Um, but again, we've heard that year after year after year, and it's one million, one million, one million. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's definitely a interesting move from a team that is they haven't committed one way or the other about what they want to do. They don't they they have young pieces. They have Elias Pettersson. They have Quinn Hughes. Um, you know, they have young pieces there that are you're trying to build up with. But it's just it just hasn't hasn't come to fruition with kind of the veterans that they've, they've brought in and brought around. So now you kind of have to reshuffle the deck. Um, man, I don't know. I, I feel like Vancouver probably thinks maybe we can try and squeeze the most out of this over the next two years. And if it doesn't happen, then they commit to the rebuild, but it doesn't seem like Vancouver is a, is a market that uh, would appreciate a rebuild. Yeah, it, it tells me two things that well, I think they'd appreciate an actual rebuild if it was an actual like there was a plan. Sure. Like if they if they did what the Hawks are doing and say this is our plan, 
I think a lot of those fans would be like, thank you. Some of them, a lot of those fans are screaming for just to tear it down and start yeah. over. Um, this tells me two things that nobody was going to take on four years of that contract. No. And that's not a surprise. And it also tells me that Oliver Ekman Larson is going to be healthy enough to actually play next year. Because if he was, if they, if he was just going to keep being hurt, you would have kept him and kept him on LTIR and got the cap relief that way. It would have been cheaper than the buyout, uh, less of a cap penalty. Yeah. So that tells me he's good enough to play. So some contending team, as Rick says, is probably going to give him pennies on a dollar because a he's got to earn it and b he's still getting paid. Yeah. Um, so uh, somebody might get a real good bargain when Ekman Larson is healthy. He's a very good player. He just he hasn't been healthy since like the '60s. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but you yeah. know, you know, it couldn't happen to a greater franchise if you ask me. <laughs> just a whole bunch of uh, you know stuck in the mud there in, in Vancouver, and we'll see if it affects if they're looking to trade Bosser or uh, Garland or, or that eleventh pick. My guess is people, anybody who wanted to take on the Larson deal was asking for that 11th pick, and they're like, nope. So I doubt they're going to give you the 11 and one of those two guys now. Definitely not now. Yeah. Uh, but you still might be able to get one of those guys for, you know, get get Bosser and a third-round pick for a second-round pick. Something like I'd that, make, yeah. I'd make that deal. Sure. Absolutely. Bring in some dudes that can play and help Connor Bedard. Yep. I'm here for it. All right. It's Friday. Let's go home. We were already home, but let's go upstairs or downstairs <laughs> or wherever you are. How does that go downstairs? Yeah. Uh, downstairs. We'll be back on Monday, two o'clock. Uh, got some news for you, fellas. Oh, boy. Wednesday. We're going to talk to Darren Pang. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Wednesday show. I'm not sure exactly if it'll be two or two thirty, but Darren Pang will join the show on Wednesday. So look forward to that. And I know we've got another guest coming up on Thursday, Mario. Thursday will be uh, Elite Prospects own Cam Robinson, uh, unconfirmed Duncan Keith relative as well. He will come in. He will come and uh, bestow us with his draft knowledge one last uh, one last time heading into the 2023 draft. Uh, so excited to talk to Cam. Um, love, love his uh, love his work with Elite Prospects. Love that when he's been on with us. He was the one that gave us the. Uh, comparison of Connor Bedard being Patrick Kane with Austin Matthews shot. Yep. I think that was all the way back in December and my mouth still hasn't stopped drooling. So it'll be fun to talk with Cam. We'll die. I, I think it's fair to say that we can, uh, we can dive into more of the late first, second round and third round prospects with him because number one's wrapped up. And uh, as much fun as it is talking about Connor Bedard, we got to know a little bit about what the Blackhawks are going to do later in the rounds. So It'll be fun yeah, to talk. There'll be a lot of that this week coming up. A lot of draft talk. Yep. As we head into our road trip in Nashville, which I hope a lot of you guys are making too and joining us uh, at Hopsmith on Tuesday. That would be uh, a road lot of trip. a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. Allchgo.com is a place to go to get your tickets. And remember, we're also uh, take care of that. Take advantage of that Father's Day sale at the CHGO Locker. Buy one shirt, get one 50% off. All right, we're way late, so we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> Thanks to Steven for running the show today. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us uh, for the entirety. Make sure you smash that like button on your way out. Make sure you tell a friend this weekend about the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We'll talk to you Monday at 2. Have a great weekend.